It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I've recently had a string of training and coaching events where I've been working a lot with leadership and product owners. And one of the questions that's been overarching has come up a bunch of times uh, is with regard to agile budgeting. And it talks about the traditional way of planning and budgeting. And what, what was a mar- marvelous to me or amazing, I should say, it wasn't good. It was that many organizations are still following a traditional one-year, three-year, five-year plan, and they lay things out in a roadmap. And as hard as I tried to explain to these individuals that anything, especially beyond a year, was really pie in the sky and who knows, these organizations were already trying to forecast revenue and plan revenue and budget against these pieces of work that were three years, five years. I even had one person say, that their organization had a 10-year plan. And that blew my mind. When they said they had a 10-year plan, I I did a little research, a little soul searching, and I went back and looked at some of the things that have been that have happened or some of the things that have been invented or some of the things that were new from 2012 until today. And when I presented how much the world had changed to this individual between 2012 and today, they were still insistent that yes, I realize things are going to change, but at least this way I have a plan and it makes my leader happy. And I just thought to myself, are we trying to pacify an old school mentality by making sure we have budgets that are created in a very antiquated, archaic way to, to make someone smile and say, yes, that's what I need to sleep well at night. Or should we be a little more modern with the way we formulate budgets? Now, one of the things that I teach in my classes is that agile projects, it's okay to budget for a specific project, but you need to break it down into four categories. You need to say this allocation, a small allocation, is good for ideation, making sure we have good ideas, that we've vetted out ideas, and that those ideas are going to press forward. The second line item for budgeting comes from more of a discovery phase where we're going to spend a little more money than we do in ideation, but we're going to really dig in and identify targeted personas, identify the problem we're trying to solve, make sure we understand the the mappings, uh, the empathy mapping of the persona, the story mapping, journey mapping, context mapping. We can identify risk logs. There are certain things that we need to do that are affiliated directly with that second line budget. The third budget line is going to be the big one, and this is for delivery or build out of the product or service. Once we confirm that it's a good idea and we confirm that it makes sense and that it'll reasonably work with the architecture and the infrastructure that we have in place, then it comes time to actually build the product or service. This is the place where we spend the most time and the most money. So it's important for us to take careful consideration and to think about how we're planning this and how we're allocating budget and to make sure that the budget that we are allocating makes sense and that it's not over or under what we really need to get the job done. And then finally, we need to focus on release. And if we focus on release and how we're getting this item to the consumers, it's going to make it a lot easier for us to say, and that's a smaller amount than deliver, of course, but that's going to help us make sure that we have all of our bases covered and that we can get the entire product or project from a state where it's just a good idea or a potential idea all the way through to an actual deliverable that we're delivering to our consumers. So 
I went online and did some research and I found a couple of scaled agile experts or proclaimed scale agile experts, I guess I'll say, because I'm not going to reveal who it is that put some articles out and without reading the entire article, I'm just going to pick some bits and pieces from here. Some of which I agree with and some of which I'm like, this is interesting. And I think that people are starting to realize that the do or die mandate, the here's our list of things that we have for the next five years, three years, 10 years, it just doesn't work that way anymore. That if we are planning, even for an entire year ahead of time and trying to budget for it, even with our best guesses, you know, even if we have the, the ROI somewhat figured out, everything is going to get disrupted as we build it and things are going to quickly shift. The market will shift. The consumer's needs will shift. And you're going to find that you failed before you even really get started, before you even get your stake in the ground. And this has led to a lot of coaches who have started accusing organizations of doing agile name only, proclaiming that if they want to have a one-year roadmap, that, that that's, that's just, that's your sign right there, that these companies don't understand what agile is and are not doing agile effectively. I think instead of that, we need to help them help those organizations figure out how to better align budget and how to figure out and report back to leadership what they need to know so that they feel like there's transparency in their agile implementation without falling all the way back into rigid reporting structures and micromanagement. So I think that part of this is we need to make sure that we express to leadership, and and I love this quote, To embrace financial agility means that we relinquish the false dream of being in full control. We are not going to be in full control of everything. We need to make sure that when we're planning, that we are doing it in smaller cycles. That there's no way we're going to be in control and rigid of everything that's going to happen for one year, three years, five years. We need to make sure that we allocate funding in such a way that we as executive leadership propose a clear vision and that we come through after proposing a clear vision and talking about how we're going to execute with the realization that no plan survives contact with the enemy, right? That's a, that's a famous quote that we have from Patton. But it's one of those things that if we understand and we allocate funding accordingly and not try to predict an entire year, if we're more agile about it, that we're going to stay more honest to ourselves, more honest to our budgets, and we're going to leave things flexible with shorter budgeting windows, like I described. Next, we want to make certain that we realize that when we're planning for strategic portfolios or we're planning for fiscal strategies with our finance group, that we're using and interjecting agile language and agile throughput, that, that we need to make sure they understand what agile is whether it's lean budgeting or innovative accounting or lean portfolio management, we need to get to the point where we're measuring agile earned value. And we can ask ourselves what outcomes are expected to create the highest value to our customers. What hypothesis should be proven in support of those outcomes? How can we quickly and efficiently measure and test value impact of those outcomes? How should we be funding if we have uh, distributed teams, distributed projects, cross-functional projects? You just need to make sure you have some things in place as guardrails to help the finance folks understand what level of what level of variability is acceptable and how we can establish parameters to move forward. 
we need to make sure that we're budgeting in short windows for long-term results. And I know that sounds crazy, but part of this is if you try to budget for a long-term solution, it, it takes away your ability to inspect and adapt because it locks in the work that you're going to be doing. If you budget for small windows at a time, it allows you to follow an empirical process and agile workflow, and it allows you to align your roadmap and delivery cycles to take more pulse checks along the way and to inspect and adapt along the way and still wind up with a favorable deliverable. So that's going to do it. I hope this was helpful for you. If you have questions about building out and understanding how budgeting works or any other topic, feel free to reach out, learn more at agiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.